Hey there, I'm Summer Ames, and you're listening to the Invest Your Skills podcast, a podcast for skilled professionals to learn how to transition from corporate life into building a profitable online business with the help of something you already have. If you've ever thought about owning your time and being in control of your lifestyle, all while enjoying the work you do each day, keep listening because you're getting all the details to invest your skills. there. How you doing? I hope you're having a fantastic week. Today, I wanted to chat with you about routines. Now, I've been on the extreme ends of the routine spectrum, if you will. In my project management days, I would have to make sure that I had that day planned out to the minute. I'd wake up at the same time. I had to leave for work at the same time because if I didn't, I could be adding up to an hour and a half to my already long commute. I'd eat the same I'd eat the same places every day because I knew what I was getting, what the quality was, if I had the right amount of time. And then I would laugh with the same vendors because I was always eating at the same places. So they just got to know me and they got to memorize my order. And then I'd have to leave to go home at work at approximately the same time for the same reason as to why I have to leave when I did. And that doesn't even start to get into, you know, making sure that I can have enough time to prep for dinner and go to the gym and all these different things. So I have been this extreme routine builder because I had to for my sanity. And then at the end of 2018, I had no routine. I didn't have anything I had to do consistently. I was thrown into this like completely different world having no routine. I was breaking, what I thought I was doing is I thought I was like breaking free from the structure, from the routine of life. In my head, I had it that if I had no routine, that magically I would be more creative or get more done because I'm not being, I don't know, handcuffed. And I have to admit, 2018 and 2019 where I was so routineless, I struggled to get anything done at all. I didn't realize it then, but what I did to myself is I threw myself into a science experiment of sorts. And what I learned is I require some level of routine in order to get anything done. And here's the cool thing. We're going to get into this more throughout the episode, but habits and routines, they actually allow our brain to have some of the quiet time that it needs in order to process so much of what we take in subconsciously. The subconscious, we it's it's really critical part just of our life. For example, you know, habits that we have can take up to two-thirds of all the brain activity that we have going on. Their habits, their habits. It's why we don't have to remember to breathe. We just do. It's a habit. It's something our body has gotten used to and it just does. So as it turns out, like I don't I don't mind having a routine. If anything, I think I thrive more when I have routines, when I understand why. I'm building it. And we'll get to that towards the end where I share a little bit more about my routine. It's kind of funny looking back. You know, at one point, I was so frustrated by the concept of routines that I would wince every time someone talked about their magical morning routine. Every blog had a post about it. Every podcast has a podcast episode, uh, social media posts. Hey, look at me. I'm actually creating a podcast episode on this now. You know, hindsight, I would have never imagined that this is something I would be podcasting about. One of the biggest reasons that I think I was really turned off, it wasn't so much the routine topic, it was I felt like everybody was shoving down my throat. In order to have a good morning routine or in order to have a routine, you have to start at like 4.30 in the morning. 
I don't know how many people that I have read blog, pe- you know, blog posts about or podcasts or whatever medium I'm taking in where they're telling me to get up at these crazy hours. I'm not a morning person. So every single time anybody would be like, you have to be up at this crazy hour. I'm like, nope, I tuned out immediately. Now, what I believe is if you're mindful of your why, you can build strong routines that turn into strong habits. There is a science behind routines, whether it's a big routine or a small one. I shared an episode or two ago about how I read How to Break Up With Your Phone. I've been working really hard to continue reducing my screen time that isn't related to me working. Uh, That's my phone screen. It's my computer screen. It's my TV screen. Like I have decided that I am really detoxing from as many screens as possible. I am sitting in front of my computer screen for work for hours every day and I work from my laptop. So that's what I'm seeing. So anyways, there is one screen that has, however, been getting a ton of action, and that's my Kindle Paperwhite. I have been spending so much more time reading, so I have blown through all of these books. And it doesn't help that I'm a, I'm a pretty fast reader and I can usually retain quite a bit of what I read. And most recently, I found myself gravitating towards self-help books. But the self-help books aren't just people who have tried things and had successes. The self-help books that I've been reading a lot also come from people that have PhD backgrounds and actually spend a considerable amount of time testing hypotheses and and coming to conclusions based on scientific evidence. Not that there's anything wrong with any other kind of self-help, but I know that I'm super curious about how the brain works. And when we talk about habits and routines, there's actual science in our brains that go with that, right? So in case you're interested in reading some of the books that I read, I was reading Women Who Think Too Much. That is all about overthinking. I know it says woman in the title, but realistically, I don't think it matters who uh, reads this book. They'll get something out of it if they are an overthinker or if they... Uh, live with or know an overthinker. It just provides a lot of insight. The reason the woman or the reason the book is geared towards women is just simply because women are more known for being overthinkers. The second book that I got a lot out of was The Craving Mind, uh, especially in the first half. It talks a lot about mindfulness and also meditation and how we can use those things to help rewire our brain. And then the last one that's been really interesting is The Power of habit. And it's all about habits and creation of them and then different ways you can change them. And this has just been, this one's probably been one of the most fascinating in terms of how to build a routine that can actually be useful to you. It was really fascinating reading books that all focused on the brain, but they focused on very different parts and very different functions. So I was kind of getting a little overview on all these different parts and how they sometimes even play together. If I were to put all three of these books together, I'd say that my biggest takeaway is that creating intentional routines that promote a healthy mind and healthy habits is critical for any level of success. So let's start really breaking this down. There are arguably more, but there are three things entrepreneurs should be monitoring in my eyes. They should be monitoring their time, their money, and their health. Time is a finite resource. We we can't just get it back. You know, once it's gone, it's gone. In my opinion, time is also the most valuable resource on the planet. And it's because you cannot get it back. You cannot buy back more. There's no exchange. 
Money is obviously important because you are here because you're trying to build your business, right? In order for your business to stay open and for you to be able to have your business be your full-time quote-unquote job is you need to make sure that you're having money come into the door. So you need to monitor that. And the last thing, the most important thing is you know, your health. Your health is critical. Money can buy you a lot of things, but it can't necessarily buy you health. What happens inside of your body, it just does what it does. And sometimes there's no answer or reason why. And that's why we need to make sure that we are always monitoring our health to make sure that the decisions that we're making and that we're surrounding ourselves in is promoting a healthy environment. All three of these things are intertwined, especially when you're a newer entrepreneur or solar on solo entrepreneur, because you are getting pulled in so many directions. And all those directions sometimes take us out of our genius zone, the place where we are able to be our most productive and make the biggest impact. And usually when we're outside of that genius zone is when we start feeling more of the stressors. Let's start getting even deeper. If you aren't using your time wisely, you are wasting time. You are wasting that finite resource. But don't confuse that with you shouldn't have any downtime. So let me give you an example. Let's say you have three hours set aside and those three hours are set aside so that you can create your social media posts. In that three hours, if you're actually creating, then you're using your time wisely. But if during that three-hour time period, you're twiddling your thumbs, you're not getting anything done, and you're also making it so you have a bigger backlog of things you need to do, clearly you're not using your time wisely. If you're wasting time, you're also, in theory, wasting money and ruining your bottom line in your business. And again, we aren't talking about how much you know downtime we need or any of that. We are talking about the dedicated time that we are setting aside in order to complete different business functions. If you're grinding so hard that you can't take a break or you don't want to take a break, your health, both mentally and physically, are in jeopardy. So many of the problems that we have as small business owners uh, can be eliminated by changing triggers and routines. And that's what I want to get into next with you. There are three different parts to a habit. We have our cue, we have our routine, and we have our reward. I've been testing my own routine and I wanted to share that with you because I feel like I've had some of the best success that I've had in a really long time that really married the concept of building a routine that actually works within my schedule that I'm also more likely to stick to because I figured out what my why was for the different parts of my routine. When I sat down to build myself a new morning routine, I had several top of mind issues. And that first top of mind issue was I need to lose weight. The excess weight that I've been carrying is actually making other health issues that I have worse. I have plantar fasciitis. I have had a hard time walking long distances for ages. You know, last year I was walking uh, through Paris and I did over 35,000 steps in a day. And now because my feet are always hurting from my plantar fasciitis and the extra weight, I can barely do seven to 10,000 without being completely done and requiring a, a foot massage. So top of mind issue number one is I need to lose that excess weight. I want to make sure that something on my routine addresses that. The next thing is that I'm struggling with getting in a creative space. It's been driving me crazy. I know that my most productive time of the day is often between 8 or 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. If I can't get in a space to start writing or creating whatever it is I'm doing that day, if I can't get in there early in that window, 
I'm worthless. I pretty much lose an entire day and it's so stressful, but it's my reality. So I know as part of my routine, I need to do something so that I am getting in a creative space more consistently. The last and final top of mind problem that I've been having that I wanted to address in this routine is that my emotions have been driving far too much of my mood. My biggest issue is, and something I learned from the books I read is I really am truly a chronic overthinker. I can overthink anything for any length or period of time. Previously, I wore that overthinking really like a badge of honor. What I thought it was doing was helping me through project plan creation and identifying risks and looking at all the angles of a risk. It also made me question though every comment I made, every email I wrote, literally every decision I made. I was like hampered. There was a time that I waited 10 minutes to send what should have been a very simple email because I was worried, so over worried about how it was going to be perceived even though the email was just factual. There was no even opinion in it. That's how bad it was. Fast forward to today, and if I have a, let's say a small tiff with my boyfriend, oftentimes it's about nothing major, nothing even noteworthy, but like if we have that tiff, I'm toast because I am stuck in this overthinking cycle and it just takes over and every conversation we've had that week starts replaying, which may or may not even be accurate based on what I read about the the brain and how we overthink. And I'm like, okay, I clearly need to find a solution for quieting my overthinking so that my brain can process issues that I'm trying to resolve, which requires some subconscious processing. The thinking that we do when we aren't actively thinking is actually some of the best. And if we're overthinking, thinking, or if I'm overthinking, we can't do our best subconscious thinking. So we have those three things. I want to lose weight to help reduce its impact on other parts of my body. I need to get into a creative space consistently, and I need to reduce my overthinking so I can focus. Side note, another brain trick that I've learned recently or over the last couple of years is identifying what's a want versus a need. So if you notice when I just went through those three things, I said, I need this, I need that, or I need to reduce. A need implies more urgency. If you want something, like a want can be like a nice to have, but a need, I need that to survive. So when I am trying to create goals and I am really setting intention, I always make sure that I am saying what I need versus what I want, because in my brain with how it's wired, it's gonna process that differently. The routine that I've been trying and testing based off my reading that has so far helped me save time and make more money in my business, more importantly, becoming a better human for myself is as follows. Number one, I wake up. I'm a natural waker-upper, so that usually means I'm up between 5.30 and 7 in the morning. Just depends on what time the sun gets up. Second thing I do, I drink a glass of water. Three, I allow myself to simply be for 30 minutes. I'll maybe just slowly wake up. Maybe I'll read a little bit, do a little journaling. I make sure that my screen time is not happening in that 30 minutes when I am setting up my brain and intention for the day. This fourth part of the routine is a serious hack for anybody who works from home. So what I do is after I let myself be for that 30 minutes, I change into what I call my quote unquote inside daytime clothes. I spend a lot of time inside. I work from home, so I see this building a lot. It'd be so easy for me to stay in my pajamas. And when I do stay in my pajamas, I I don't think as well. And a lot of people have that exact same feedback. They don't feel as great or they aren't as productive when they're in the same clothes they slept in. So 
do yourself a favor. No matter if you have this as a normal routine or not, I want you to get out of your nighttime clothes if you work from home and set an intention that you, when you are wearing your inside clothes or your daytime clothes, that's when it's time for you to wake up and get focused. The fifth thing that I do is I complete a 20-minute workout. I just use a yoga mat, a stretch band, typically just free form or free weight. My boyfriend has helped me build a routine because he used to be a certified personal trainer. Thank you, Nino. I just do this and it really helps me start getting moving and getting my blood pumping. The sixth thing I do is I perform a five-minute meditation. And in that meditation, I simply focus on my breathing. Now, I'm going to get a little woo woo for a minute. So hang on here with me. When I realize that my mind is wandering, instead of getting angry that my mind went somewhere else other than my breathing, I thank it for returning back to focusing on my breathing. There is absolutely power in positivity. That's why I'm always posting daily affirmations and my stories on Instagram because I believe power or positivity is this critical, powerful, whatever you want to call it. There's a time in a place for other emotions like anger. Just not during my meditation when I'm trying to set my intention and I'm trying to get my mind in a quiet, calm place. And the seventh part of my routine, the last part is I drink my coffee as I open up my laptop. My brain at this point knows it's time to get to work and it's in a great space. I mentioned before that there's three parts to a habit. There's a cue, there's a routine, and there's a reward. So I want to walk you through what my new habit looks like. So my cue is I am waking up. My routine is everything that I just lifted. I'm not going to repeat all of that. And my reward is feeling accomplished because I have already gotten so much done and I am excited to be in this mental space. Before, that was not always the case. I, I was having some level of chaos because I was reading the latest, I don't know, Facebook post about something controversial and my heart was fluttering and that was not translating into my time. And now I've taken all this time without my screens and without any other out outside anything to just focus on me and my brain. If I follow this routine, I feel great about my productivity and about getting things done. It's when I looked at my routines and my habits like this that I had this aha moment. Whether my thinking is right or wrong is besides the point, but I started seeing that people spend so much time talking about these morning routines, and really it's because the cue is the easiest thing to do. Waking up is something we naturally do. We don't have to try and make it happen. It just does. If we can build a habit loop starting at the moment that we wake up, it can set our entire mindset for the day. And I was like, holy cow, this makes a lot of sense because we don't have to worry about if this cue is happening. It is absolutely going to happen. We are going to wake up. So why not start our day there? Why not set our intentions right then with the easiest cue that we have? After listening to this episode, I urge you to consider your own morning routine and your own habits. They could be standing in your way from achieving your goals and therefore your dreams. I want to help you get started. So I created a little simple workbook so that you can see your current routine and therefore build a new one and also build a routine that makes sense. So I shared pretty in-depth a lot of my whys. Why did I build a routine that is working for me? 
And I think if you do the same, you'll find that you'll have an easier time sticking to that routine. Really seeing your reality in black and white can be a total wake-up call, especially if you've struggled with doing so in the past. That about wraps things up for this episode. I really hope in the upcoming week that you'll think about how your routines are impacting your personal as well as your business successes. If you want to keep chatting about all things business, including those new routines that you're going to be building, I'd love if you joined us in the Skill Investing Insiders community. I've got a link to it right in the show notes and that in the show notes is where you're also going to find that worksheet that I was just telling you about. It would really be amazing to hear what routines are that you're doing that are absolutely making over your life. Now go have a powerful and abundant week. I'll catch up with you right back here on the next episode of the Invest Your Skills podcast.